Welcome to the Brain Health Podcast, where we discuss cutting edge science to help you maximize your brain function while aiming to slow, stop, and even reverse symptoms of cognitive decline. I'm your host, Dr. Joni Yackel. Is cognitive decline reversible? Well, the good news is absolutely 100%, but it requires getting to the root cause. Once we can find the source, what's driving the cognitive changes, the dementia, even the Alzheimer's, we can in fact stop, of course, slow down, stop and reverse symptoms. And today I'm just gonna share a short story, a case history to provide hope and inspiration of someone who has recovered from cognitive decline. And it just so happens that that person is me. Now, again, the goal here is to get to the root cause, but we may never in fact know the one root cause because cognitive changes, inflammation, these are going to be multifactorial, like multiple things are going to be playing in to the cause or the source. So rarely do we have just one root cause. And I would say that I have a somewhat typical history, although I, I have some extreme experiences as well. But, you know, like a lot of people, I've had, a, you know, I've had a few head injuries, a few concussions. I split played sports when I was younger and had a couple of fender benders. I was raised on a standard American diet. And even though I feel like, you know, we ate pretty well overall, we, you know, we ate at home, we ate a, you know, a lot of animal proteins and vegetables and, and, and whatnot, you know, it's like, it wasn't entirely perfect all the time. And then of course, when I got to college and before I started getting into, to healthcare and, you know, learning more and more about this stuff, you know, I, I ate like most people, would normally consider healthy, which in many cases is not healthy just because of our high levels of carbohydrates. And then of course I had my fair share of exposures to uh, toxins, environmental toxins. Mold is a big part of my story and my own recovery. Um, you know, lacking, going through large periods of my life, lacking exercise and not getting adequate amounts of sleep. Like I lived what I would consider a fairly standard life. And in fact, if you were looking for a lifestyle that could be a cause, if you're like, hey, let's put together, um, what would be the perfect conditions to create dementia? Well, many of those things are things that we're doing in our everyday lives. We're overstressed, we're overindulging in carbohydrates, we're living and working in toxic environments. Um, you know, we have head injuries from time to time, even if they're minimal that go un, unaddressed and untreated, even as little as, you know, being rear-ended uh, in a car, things of that nature, um, you know, hormone imbalances. So there's all kinds of things that play into it. But to just look at it through the eyes of someone who experienced it, I was in a very massive car accident, um, in 2009, which I had over 30 fractures. I spent three and a half weeks in ICU. And in many ways, I think that this could have been somewhat of a triggering event for me. Um, you know, at this point, I was already practicing functional medicine. Uh, you know, I'm a chiropractor. I'd been doing functional medicine for, by that point, over five years. And 
you know, early on, it became very apparent to me that if I was going to function at a high level, I had to learn how to master inflammation, given the history of my body. I had I'd fractured nearly all of the ribs on my left-hand side. Uh, my pelvis was crushed. My sacrum was broken. My left leg was broken. I've, I've got a rod in my left leg to this day. I had severe internal trauma. Both lungs were collapsed. My liver was injured. My spleen exploded. My diaphragm was torn open. I mean, I, I am really a walking miracle is, is the honest truth. Like I have no business being on this planet given uh, the severity of the accident that I was in. But the point is that I learned over 10 years ago the importance of managing inflammation because if I didn't manage inflammation on a daily basis, well, I would have a flare-up and my ribs would hurt, my pelvis and my sacrum would hurt. And I mean, it, it could be days where it was absolutely uh, disabling. But, you know, thankfully, again, due to having a great healthcare team and, you know, having great chiropractors and functional medicine doctors and my own background. I mean, I made a miraculous recovery and um, I would say nearly 100% recovery, living most of my days pain-free, highly productive. But, you know, my story of cognitive decline probably started about five years after the accident. And again, whether or not that was a triggering moment for me, I will never necessarily know, but it showed up as little things that I think is referred to as subjective cognitive decline. It's when we start noticing changes and it's like, you know, I'm starting to, to my memory's just not quite as clear as it once was. My word recall is just not as good. I find myself searching for words all the time. At this point in my life, not only was I in practice and seeing, uh, you know, seeing functional medicine clients and uh, working as a, as a chiropractor, I had my own practice, my own health and wellness clinic where I was working with people, primarily dealing with inflammatory conditions of one form or another. But honestly, cognitive function really wasn't at the top of my list. Now, I was also teaching at this time in my life, and I was teaching other doctors how to incorporate functional medicine and, you know, how to master things like inflammation. Again, it was, it was an area of expertise for me, was managing inflammation. And, of course, this plays a role in just about every disease process. So whether someone's got cardiovascular disease or arthritis or, you know, GI issues or, you know, maybe they have hormone imbalance. All of these things to some degree can be linked back to inflammation. So if you can manage inflammation, you can make a pretty significant dent in just about every, um, you know, health diagnosis or disease process. So, you know, I was out teaching other doctors how to manage inflammation and I was starting to notice I was slipping. My brain was at the top of its game. It's like, I, you know, to be able to get up in front of people and present, it takes a lot of focus and concentration and, and willpower. And these things were starting to drop off. I was noticing, you know, first started, uh, you know, when I would be giving, you know, giving talks, giving presentations, it would show up as me having a hard time with, with word recall or losing focus on, you know, the point that maybe I was trying to make. And I remember when I first brought this home and I brought it up to my wife. So again, subjective cognitive decline, I'm noticing changes in brain function. And you know, my wife was like, oh, you know, we're, we're getting older. I'm starting to notice those kind of changes too. And I was like, well, okay. So, so maybe some of this is 
normal. Maybe I don't necessarily need to be worrying about it. Now, at the same time, I would also say that I was noticing some drop off of my energy, which by the way, fatigue can be a sign of brain inflammation. Now, a lot of things can cause fatigue. So I'm not saying that if you're tired, your brain's inflamed, but the reality is, is that if you struggle with fatigue and you're tired all the time, it could be an upstream source. Now, there are other symptoms involved, um, which we'll get to, you know, in, in, in future podcasts, or maybe by the end of this story, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. But I was starting to notice I was fatigued. And again, I was working a lot. I was seeing clients every day. I would do seminars and weekends on uh, seminars and workshops on the weekends. So, you know, I was just saying, well, maybe I'm reaching a state of burnout. Maybe I'm just, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. Of course, I'm feeling fatigued. So I'm, I'm fatigued. And I'm noticing some cognitive changes again. So two things that are indicative of neuroinflammation or brain inflammation. I was tired and I was having cognitive changes. But again, none of it was to the point where it's kind of like, well, maybe I just need a vacation. Maybe I just need some some time off. I need to slow down a little bit. But my symptoms actually continued to progress where now eventually I actually started noticing some drop off in my hormones and I wasn't feeling quite as vibrant. I wasn't feeling quite as invigorated, like that passion, that desire, uh, you know, to, to just get out there and make change in the world. Like it was dropping off. I was just feeling a lot more flat. I was feeling dull. I just, I was losing my edge again. Well, maybe this is just to be chalked up to adrenal fatigue. Maybe I'm just burnt out. But again, uh, we know that hormone insufficiency can lead to brain inflammation and brain degeneration. But guess what? It goes both ways. We also know that if the brain is degenerating, it can impact hormones. So which way it was going, who, who really necessarily knows? Um, all we know is that we, we need to heal the brain and optimize the hormones. But so hormones were dropping off. Brain function was dropping off. I was noticing I was an always a very avid reader. I loved reading. I just wasn't doing it anymore. I was too tired. I was tired all the time. So I, you know, I'd start reading. I'd pass out. But even if I was able to read, I found... I would have to read the same paragraph three or four times. I still wouldn't be able to take in the data. I was not learning or taking in new information. And, you know, I think one of the major signs for me is I remember going to a workshop where now I was a student and I was learning about, um, you know, pro probably had to do with some kind of blood chemistry workshop or seminar. And I just remember when the presenter started presenting how hard I had to focus and concentrate to take in this data. Up till now, this was something that, man, I, I could just eat this up. I couldn't get enough. And here I was required to put a tremendous amount of effort and focus into just taking in the information. So now I'm having a hard time learning. And at the same time in the office, we're implementing new software and it was taking me forever to pick up the changes, something that normally would come very easily to me. So now I'm like, I don't know, this just, this, this seems like it is more than just age related, but I'll be honest, I was kind of just trying to ignore it. I didn't necessarily want to face it. And, you know, I was already making a lot of changes in my life because now it's on my radar and being already into healthcare and being fascinated by the concept of optimizing health at this point i'm like 
already on the ball. It's like, okay, let's pin down the diet. Let's get on a ketogenic diet. Great. It certainly made a difference for me. I've noticed an uptake and improvement in my brain function. However, it didn't necessarily last in this case. So it went up, but I, I was still struggling. I was including, you know, brain adaptogens, supplements to target brain health. I was bringing in exercise because I knew the increased circulation. I was now trying to focus on my sleep, making sure I was getting adequate amounts of sleep, getting to bed a little bit earlier. So I was, at this point, I was, I was starting to incorporate a lot of the lifestyle changes. Now, mind you, again, being in the, in, in the industry, I'm running functional health panels. Like I'm running very comprehensive blood panels, none of which are showing anything that could be causing this. So here I am, one, I look healthy, uh, two, my labs look great. I'm not feeling good at all. But of course, and many of you have probably had this experience, but when you show up, you know, take this to a, a, another doctor. And of course, I'm taking this to, to peers of mine. You know, I had access to some of the best functional medicine doctors in the country. And I'm showing up. I'm like, hey, you know, doc, check this out. Like my labs, here's what's going on. Oh, you know, you're just, you're overstressed. You're too stressed. You need to bring the stress down. I'm like, I completely hear you, but this seems excessive. And I've been doing things. I'm doing Qigong, I'm meditating, I'm doing all these things to manage stress. And it just doesn't seem to be helping. I keep getting worse. Now more concerning symptoms started showing up for me. I'm starting to misplace things at home. My wife is now starting to take notes. She's like, yeah, I think you're right. Like I found mayonnaise in the cabinet the other day. So like with the dishes. So, I mean, things I was doing very abnormal uh, behaviors. And I mean, and when I would lose things like, you know, we all lose our keys, our wallet, misplace them from time to time. But when I would lose this stuff, it would be gone because I would just put it in crazy places. Like I'd leave it out in the garage when I was going through something I'd set my keys down. But it was like, who's going back out there looking for keys. So I'd start losing things. Um, I started getting numbness and tingling in my fingers and my hands. I even noticed it like in, in patches in my body, like on my face. Uh, so at this point, I'm getting really concerned. It's like, gosh, do I, do I have MS? Like, what in the world is going on? Maybe I have like an autoimmune disease. Who, who in the world could, be, could help me at this point? I'm starting to slur my speech. I'm starting to notice some blurriness, some changes to my vision, even swallowing was starting to become more of a challenge. So needless to say, I'm, I'm getting scared. What I did not know at the time was that this was just very advanced symptoms of cognitive decline and dementia. Now, through a series of events that maybe we would just consider divine that I won't even go into today, I discovered uh, with the help of some other doctors that in this case, I had what's called chronic inflammatory response syndrome, which is a biotoxin related illness. Essentially, I had mold related illness on top of all of this other stuff, the history of head injuries, the not so great diet, sometimes being high carb before I before I went keto, you know, so all high stress lifestyle, all the things that you don't want to do if you're trying to preserve a brain, I was basically doing most of these things. But then on top of it, even after making all of those changes, I was still 
spiraling, circling the drain and getting worse and worse and worse. And it was not until it was discovered uh, that I had mold-related illness that I went forth. I actually had what's called a neuroquant MRI done on my brain. Now, this is very advanced brain MRI that can help reveal the changes of any kind of neurodegenerative disease. So it helps monitor, uh, you know, it, it really came into being as a way of, of watching Alzheimer's and seeing how it unfolds, but it measures all the different areas of the brain. And it can basically determine like, are these areas shrinking? Is the brain inflamed? And if it is inflamed, are there areas of the brain that are degenerating? And in fact, I had six different areas of my brain that had degeneration. And I remember at one point a doctor looking at this neuroquant MRI and telling me, now mind you, I was in my early 40s. So I would be early onset looking at this and saying, you have the brain. What in the world happened to your brain? You have the brain of a 70 year old and you will be lucky if this continues to degenerate at this pace, you will be lucky to know your wife and kids within about five years. Now, of course, this was 100% devastating news to hear this. Um, again, I'm in my early 40s. I felt like I'd already been a miracle once in my life. I had recovered from this incredibly horrific car accident. And here I was uh, probably about six, five, six years later being told that I'd be lucky if I knew my wife and kids within about five years. And again, my kids were young at this at this time. So, I mean, we're, we're probably talking 12 and maybe 10 or nine. So I'm not even getting to see them graduate high school at this point. So I was completely petrified. I mean, the amount of grief and sadness that, that was shared between my wife and I, and we went to work and, you know, thankfully in, in my case, I had an incredible mentor um, who, you know, is, is really kind of the, maybe you could call him the father of mold related illness. I, I worked directly with uh, Richie Shoemaker for whom, honestly, I, I feel like I, I owe a debt of gratitude for getting my brain and my life back, but we did everything that was asked of us over the next couple of years, essentially we discovered mold in both my home and in my work. So both of those had to be addressed. We completely remediated and ultimately ended up moving in time, but we remediated the home. Uh, I went through a very intense detoxification process during this time. And in the end, I was able to heal and recover my brain, but it took a long time and it was incredibly challenging. And at no point did we know if this was going to work or whether or not I was going to recover? But so I went through this, this mold detoxification protocol, you know, detoxing my body, shutting down the neuroinflammation, the brain inflammation, and then giving my body and my brain the nutrients and the hormones that it needed to heal and repair itself. And in fact, I believe it took at least nine months, the, the entire process of getting out of mold. Um, in fact, it was probably more than that. Now that I think back to it, I believe it was an 18 month process. All the while I am continuing to do everything. I'm eating a ketogenic and AIP diet. I'm taking a handful of brain building supplements. At times I was doing IV therapies. I was detoxifying. I was sitting in infrared saunas. And I was, of course, doing shoemaker protocol, getting out of mold and focusing on detoxifying and healing my brain. And eight, 18 months later, now, mind you, 
it was a process. The first three months, I'm not sure I noticed any positive changes whatsoever. Probably about six months in, I'm still hedging. I'm still not real sure if I'm getting any better. I'm still exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm, you know, in, in my mind. And like, you know, I'm just not really noticing a whole lot of change. But by now, the people in my life are noticing change. My wife is is telling me, hey, no, you you definitely have more energy. Um, you have more brain focus, concentration. You're more present. You're able to show up more in our relationships. Like you've cha- you're changing. You're definitely getting better. And then somewhere between the 12 and 18 month mark, everything started changing for me as my brain continued to heal and repair. Um, my brain fog started to clear. My memory, my word recall, the slurring of my speech all went away. Uh, the numbness and tingling I was getting in my hands and my feet and in my face gone. As I mentioned, energy started to go through the roof. Like I was getting my brain back and I was getting my life back. And I'll never forget when I went in for that follow-up neuroquant MRI, I was quite scared. Even though I was feeling so much better, there was a part of me that's like, well, what if this comes back bad? What if this comes back and my brain is on an MRI worse, or maybe it's not any better? Well, you know, thankfully, I don't have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't have have to share that part of the story because I had the MRI done, and as I'd mentioned, I had six areas of degeneration. At this point, four of those areas had completely recovered, and two of which were borderline. So over the course of eighteen months, on a very clear recovery protocol that was addressing root cause. So we got to the root cause of what it was that was causing my cognitive changes. And when we did that, 18 months later, my brain had gone from the brain of a 70 year old to above average for my age. So the question is, can we heal? Can we recover from cognitive decline, dementia and Alzheimer's? And the answer is absolutely Thanks for listening to the Brain Health Podcast. If you'd like more cutting edge information on brain health, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, or simply head over to my website, thebrainhealthdoctor.com. If you love the show and want to support us, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.